We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Eaten. It sounds, it sounds, uh, it sounds tasty. It is tasty. Um, it's, uh, it's like a feta pasta dish. Um, yeah, so it's like feta and then you bake like a big block of feta. Did I say feta? It's pasta and then a big block of feta cheese and you bake the big block of feta cheese and then you throw a bunch of veggies like on, on all the pasta, like in a big tray. So like we do like uh, cherry tomatoes and like uh, bell peppers and whole cloves of garlic and basil Ooh. leaves. Oh my god! Well, because the cloves of garlic after you roast them, you just you just eat them whole right with the pot. It's fucking just so delicious. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you mush the you mush the feta block and you stir it all around. And then we also have this um, ground chicken that we made with Ooh, just some good. nice some nice little seasoning, a little bit of zing on it, and we throw that on there too. And um, yeah, it's awesome. That sounds like something my mom makes the best, but I, I can do an imitation. We just call it chicken and bow ties, but it's mm. chunks of chicken roasted up with garlic. Um, and then you mix it in with bow tie pasta, um, roasted red peppers. And then the last thing you do is throw a bunch of feta in there. Oh, yeah. And it, it um, some of it melts like this is just crumbled feta. So the small pieces melt and like coat everything and then the larger pieces just become like chunks of cheese that you eat. oh so good oh yeah that sounds awesome oh right yeah yeah having, having <laughs> spent some time in italy farfal <laughs> that, that's very bad i'm sorry any italians who are listening i am sorry cousin greg just shut this off yeah i'm sorry greg <laughs> please critique my pronunciation now i did have we did have you know we were talking about this well while i was in italy a couple weeks ago i had handmade homemade peachy pasta Mm. which is just like thick spaghetti and they did it with this slow cooked garlic tomato sauce oh my goodness like oh that sounds good holy crap was it good (laughs) um and you know in true italian fashion like like i had a ton and then like (laughs) and then you know my sister-in-law's mother was like you need more and so i ate more <laughs> but this like this is one of the best things i've eaten and they kept calling it like a, a poor person's dish because it's just you know thick pasta I'm like this is one of the best things i've eaten here and then like she walks out with like a big tray of like roasted veggies that's also delicious and like mm. oh we have more scoop 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 it was like zucchini and tomatoes and potatoes and oh, it was so no, good. It was amazing. It was so good. Yeah. Uh, they, you know, everyone jokes about you know eating well in Italy, but man, we ate well in Italy. Like, <laughs> and like the the first night we were there, I know we just talked about not talking about our trips, but I'm talking about the trip now. <sighs> the first night we were there, um, uh, my you know my my brother's Italian in laws um, wanted to have uh, like an American barbecue so they bought a bunch of ribs because <laughs> they wanted the barbecue and hang out by the barbecue and drink beer with the americans that were there oh that's amazing it was one of those like <laughs> they were like asking us well how do you do this and we were like we don't really cook ribs <laughs> it was like and i was like we're gonna figure this out together because i don't think my parents have ever cooked ribs or we've ever barbecued ribs we, oh really okay we'll do brisket we'll do chicken we'll do you know speedies my mom will make homemade speedies but we weren't really a ribs family um, and if we do do ribs, it was uh, in the oven, you know, something like that. Um, so that was fun. And then like the third night there, we got pizza, which was also delicious. Uh, oh, I'm sure. So much good food. Uh, also, so um, 
me being, and I, I'm smarter than this, but I was really dumb. Um, and I got put on the spot at a deli because uh, I was just looking for snacks. I wanted some hard Pecorino Romano cheese, like some hard Parmesan just to like munch on. So I walked up to the deli and I'm thinking like half pound, but for the very split second, I forgot that pounds and kilos are different. Um, and one of the only numbers like I know off the top of my mind in Italian is Cinquecento, which means 500. Um, because there's the Fiat 500 is called the Cinquecento in, in Italy, mm-hmm. which is a car. So I asked for 500 grams, which is a half a kilo of cheese, which is like 1.1 pounds of cheese. So I got this like <laughs> massive, <laughs> massive hunk of cheese that I just look like an insane person. Um, oh man, did Sam take up? Oh. I don't know if I'm allowed to. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you? I want to see a picture. Is there a picture? Is there a photographic evidence? Um, well, what I ended up doing because we were leaving that day. Um, also, you can say hi, Sam. Hi, Sam. Hi, Sam. She's a loyal listener. Okay, all right. Um, sweet. But later that, so I, like, I we ate some at breakfast as we were just sitting at this cafe in the morning, and then later in that day, my brother sends me a picture. Um, at just the circle there, as he just said. That's your cheese. <laughs> I cut it up and served it because um, the idiot brother bought way too much. You weren't going to eat that whole pound? No, we and we put a big dent. So the other thing, I didn't have a knife, so we're like sitting there, and it's hard cheese. So we're like, we're sitting in this, you know, piazza in this, you know, thousand-year-old town in northern or central Italy, and I'm like the idiot american they're like trying to just break off hunks of cheese with my hand but <laughs> probably just looking looking like every stereotype that they have in their mind of dumb stupid americans uh, but I, I didn't want to just like bite a hunk off i wanted to share with the family um but we didn't have any utensils at first and then my brother did bring a utensil and we like snapped it in half because uh, it was a plastic knife it, it was it was a, uh, a comedy of errors but mm-hmm. it was fun nice Anyway, that's my cheese and food story from Chivita Castellana in <laughs> Central Italy. Love it. What's wow, on the uh, docket for tonight, boss? Uh, what are you drinking? Great. Oh, yeah, yeah, let's do that. What, wait, what did you say? Uh, what are you drinking? Yeah, well, yeah, we can start with that. And then I got, I got everything else. Uh, I'll kick it off. I got Hot Nato. Ooh. This is an IPA, hazy IPA from Armored Cow, which is uh, right in University uh, here in great Charlotte. Uh, probably a 12-minute drive. Great, uh, great, um, great brewery. They they have a lot of really good beers. They have a lot of gluten-free beers, too, uh, which uh, I, I don't think I've ever had in any other brewery ever. Or even just like in general, uh, but I've had a few of their gluten-free beers, and they don't taste any different to me. At Impressive, least. okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but th- this beer is really good. Um, I got a four pack, so nice. I'm glad I did. I yeah, I went I went to go get. Uh, what, what did we do last Bye. week? Something. Uh, <laughs> Ethan's it, face it, there was good. <laughs> <laughs> we did something last week. Oh, we went to the Zach Brown Band concert. Oh, um, cool. Which I found out he's a hardcore Republican. Wait, uh, really? Yeah. Aw. <laughs> and uh Come on, and, you know what I'm saying about fried chicken on a Friday night <laughs> or something if you're not. Yeah, no, I shouldn't mm. be shouldn't be surprised. Uh, yeah, but he's like kinda I always thought he was like a young a young hippie who kind of came from like like the jam band circles, you know? Not not the way apparently he was, not. not the way he was uh, talking about things when he was doing his little uh, monologues between songs and everything. But Yeah, okay. Um I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Anyway, uh, Timmy was watching Stella that night, uh, so that's why I was at Armor Cow was to uh, to get a gift card and pick up beer and stuff because that's I think maybe his favorite brewery in Charlotte, um, and it's close by. So it was a good local local visit for a uh, nice little brewery. Well. Nice. I, I I like the name Hopnado, but really, if you're gonna do topical beers, you got to get Hopacane. Someone's someone's got to have Hop Hurricane somewhere, right? Yeah, right now that's uh yeah very topical. I think so. But yeah, we'll have to put that on the list. Uh, 
Armored Cow, Ass Clown, and uh, Heist. Yeah. Um, all sure of them, I mean, now. even because we can go to Barrel Arts, yeah. all of those places are like 12 to 15 minutes from our house. And there's a new location. Shout out to my friend, Maddie Maddie Momo. Um, that's actually what he goes by. Um, uh, uh, there's a new burial location down in, in Charlotte, too. So, yep. Burial brewing is delicious. Yes. Yeah, for sure. So, Ethan, what do you got? We already uh, talked about uh, it. Tell, yes. the, tell the listeners. Uh, I have uh, Doom Showers, uh, which is a collab between Other Half and Troon. And um, <clears throat> I think the first time I had one of these on the episode, Matt, I think I asked you. What's the deal with Troon? But I can't remember. So refresh us. Yeah. So they're a tiny um, like farm brewery in outside, in Hopewell, New Jersey, outside of Princeton. Mm, um, Princeton. And this is there's a they're like very maniacally farm to table there. Um, they have a restaurant called the Brick Farm Tavern on site, which uh, great, great, delicious food and mixed drinks. Uh, if you're a vegan, don't go because their vegan options suck. Um, but I will say very good. Like they want to their, their goal is to try and grow everything on the farm there that the restaurant sits on. They want to be as close uh, farm to table as they can. Um, so they have really interesting dishes and interesting um, meals there. But they have a distillery on site uh, and they also have this Troon Brewery which is operating out of like a basically a shack on the backside. And they were very well known for their IPAs. They just call them hoppy ales. Um, but the, the unfortunate thing is um, they've gained a big following and they really, I think it's a historic site or there's something where they don't want to expand, which is a shame because um, they sell out almost instantly whenever they release their beer. Um, like if you're not, if like you don't go from getting your Instagram notification to buying it within 30 seconds, you're probably not going to get it. Oh, wow. That's not a, a exaggeration. I've, I've probably missed out six or seven times. I've only actually gotten their beer once um, in <clears throat> takeaway form. Um, you can go to the brewer, the, the restaurant there and get it on draft, but um, they only sell on crawlers and it's only to go and it's difficult. So anyway, um, they don't want to expand. Uh, they're happy kind of doing their own thing there. But unless you're like a local who lives within 10 minutes, good luck getting any. Uh, um, that's why it's super exciting when they do a collab with someone like other half who can can, you know, a thousand cases of the stuff. Right. Uh, and other half is also really good about like preserving the flavor. So you can get something that's true to what they would normally do. That's very tasty. That's very good at a, at a larger quantity. So um, that's why I, I, you know, got my butt down to other half Philly and picked up their two collabs when they released here. Cause I really wanted to try them. And mm. it's not, a, I don't get many other chances to, to drink Troon beer, but yeah, they're kind of uh their little own thing in Hopewell, New Jersey. Okay, sweet. And what do you got, Matt? I've got a, uh, other half beer actually from last November from their uh, pastry town event. Uh, this is a collab with another New Jersey brewery called Kane. Kane's an excellent brewery um, up in kind of central Jersey. Um, central Kane, Jersey, probably the worst place in the world. Hey, <laughs> but your favorite artist is from there. So I don't know why it can't be too bad of a place, right? Freehold. I'm pretty sure he does not love Freehold, but. Asbury Park. Asbury Park. No, anyway, I mean, that's on the it. coast. Um, but it's in the middle. True. I'm, I'm thinking anyway. like smack dab in the middle. Of oh, the no, no. <laughs> Kane's like up near Atlantic Highlands, I think, somewhere up there. Got way. it. Got but, it. Okay. Um, but this is uh, called Sunday Crunch. It's an 18-month barrel-aged Imperial Granola Milk Porter. Jesus Christ. With toffee, cinnamon, maple, vanilla, toasted coconut, almond, and milk sugar. <laughs> it's amazing. Oy, it's like <clears throat> it's, 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 it's also 14%. But How big oh is that goodness. bottle? Uh, it's a half pint or a half liter, sixteen point nine ounces and fourteen percent. Fucking a. Yeah, Damn. it's it's amazing. For me, I assume it would be like a million times too sweet. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It is sweet, but the granola and the cinnamon cut it well. Okay. Matt does Not- sweet better than than both of us, though. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, you don't get a double chin like this if you don't. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, 
yeah. I want to get some merch made with that specific, that right there. That's what I'm, yes. And a GIF, a GIF of that. A GIF, a GIF, a GIF of that in motion and then yes. and then merch of it, just a picture of it. That's going to yes. haunt yes. me. I'm going to be at like a it is gonna haunt you 15 years from now and they're going to be like, tell me about this GIF. You say GIF, you fucking psycho? No, the creator of the damn thing said it's called Yeah, I know, and he's a fucking psycho. Okay, so what's your name? Ethan? No, your name is Athan Urts. Oh. (laughs) Uh What you say doesn't matter. (laughs) Ugh, Jif. That's terrible. Just terrible. Yeah. Jif is peanut butter. J-I-F. Peanut butter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So are you gonna have some giraffes? And in fact, doesn't what does uh, GIF stand for? The GIF. What's it stand for? Uh, graphical something file. Graphical. Guh. Yeah. So okay, <laughs> then then you have to pronounce giraffe giraffe from now on. Okay. English is a stupid language. I'm not disputing that. English is fucking insane. <laughs> but I'm just saying graphical. But you are disputing a GIF. made up computer word. But <laughs> it's if it's an acronym. Why would the, the letter for the first word of the acronym, why would you pronounce that letter differently than you would actually pronounce it for the word? Because the guy who made it said so. Yeah, he's an idiot. That's my point. Okay, Mr. Urts. <laughs> Anyways. Um, although, so, so this is funny, though, because um, me, you know, Ethan to a lesser extent, but me and Ethan have, like, pronounced Colin's last name wrong for, you know, 20 years. You didn't pronounce it wrong. Some people say it that way. My mom says it that way. Oh, yeah, but, the, just but the Americanized version. Like, yeah. Well, yes. if, if the real Italian, wouldn't it be like Cernelia? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Like an actual Italian? Yeah. yeah. So Cernelia is still like an Amer- slightly Americanized. So, yeah. So, you know, we can't really say anything about pronunciations. Well, all. yeah, but the thing is, is like with those kind I mean, Americanizing names is different. I told Colin, I think, this story a long time ago. I don't know if I told you guys this, but... Um, or if I've told Matt this, but really quickly, just because Italian last names. Uh, <clears throat> there was a gentleman who I needed to acquaint myself with professionally back in the days when I was living in Syracuse with Colin. And uh, he is a guy of Italian descent. And his last name is spelled C-A-R-F-A-G-N-O. Can, and I, so, can I interrupt real quick? Interrupt, yep. Uh the home run saga has continued. Uh, home run chase summer into home run chase fall. Aaron Judge is up right now. Okay, cool. sweet. So, yeah, Carfagno, Matt, right? So when I called him, I had never met him, and I said, Mr. Carfagno, and he corrected me and said to call him Carfagno. <laughs> because that which is the americanized version and that was apparently his preference but i was like really like out of all italian names like you want to do the Amer- like carfagno like that just sounds like just it's just not aesthetically it's just not a very pleasing but carfagno sounds nice you know but yeah so anyways americanizing these names you know i don't know but I, but i thought the whole thing with like proper names is not supposed to change them that's why like when um you know, the and where when the NBA does Spanish week, it's like El Heat. It's not El Caliente. It's El Heat. Oh, okay. Right, because mm. you're not you're supposed to pronounce the name as if you know the way it's pronounced in its own language. In a, right, yeah. So yeah, I think that's right. But yeah. it's, I, I always laugh because just El Heat just to me makes me makes me. Yeah, that's bit, pretty funny. Yeah. Los Bulls, like no, Los Toros, no, Los Bulls. Yeah, Los Bulls. So what's uh what's Judgey doing? Is he walking again? One one. 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 Okay. And, s- and Cole uh Cole has given up three runs already, including a home run. Yeah, he just had a bad sixth inning. He was cruising before that. He had like fifty pitches or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but... don't hit through four or five. Oh, yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah, I've just yeah. been I've been a little down on him lately. Yeah. He uh I mean he had pulled his typical Cole inning where he just melts yeah. down. Yeah. That's that's the biggest story yeah. I have in the yeah. postseason, and that that contract is not looking good. I mean, I think we all knew that was going to be the case. I mean, I, mean, I, I had maybe hopes. to a certain extent it would have been a little better on the front end, but yeah, it's, it's a ten year deal. But right? once they outlawed uh, Spider Tack, which actually there's there's an interesting article though. Um, it's back. The Spider Tack? Yeah, it's back. Judge, um, you just missed that one. If yeah. you if you just pay attention next time they do a sticky stuff check. Like, yeah, like they umpi- umpires aren't even looking anymore. They don't, like, yeah, they really? Like, yeah. well, what the fuck was the point of all of this then? I, I don't know. It, um, 
you know, but the, the article that came out like two months ago was like Spider Tech is back and it may not be a big a big deal. Okay. Um, I mean, I think I think players have been vocal about they want something because it helps them with control. Yeah. Well, I mean, right. You know, so like the Mets would be right. They're they've been the most hit team this year. Right. So can you control the degree of it? Then to me would be the question, right? Can you like? Because if it's too like much, much, then it gives the, the pitch, yeah, yeah, or yeah. how strong it is. Because it would be way too much of an advantage for pitchers if it's like it was beforehand, yeah. right? right? Cole right. struck out 326 people in yeah. uh, what 2019, 2019. and like people just don't really do 300 strikeouts no, anymore. Two, oh, sorry, two fifty. You know, right and that, and now we know. Yeah, even though even the good pitches he's getting, he's not uh, he's yeah. not getting. Them. Well, so the, if the, if the MLB wanted to really control that, then they would standardize it. And they would say this is, and that's the what they should that do. That's use, what they should do. Kind of right? Like you can use rosin. Yeah. You know. Yeah, but that's what they I, should I do. I still love who who is that um, tall, not named Chris Sale, tall, lanky, long-haired, goofy guy with the weird delivery for the Red Sox. Um, uh, I don't recently? know. Yeah, last last five years. Lanky, goofy guy for the Red Sox. Yeah, long not hair. Uh, yeah, long hair. I don't remember he a was long the one hair who guy. Wear sunscreen in the in the sky dome when the roof was closed. Oh, funny. Yeah, I and don't remember. Like, why are you wearing that? <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know either. You're wearing it because you're using it to load the ball. So damn it. Um, what do they call it the frog <clears throat> frog something or whatever? Um, Trevor was it Trevor Tanner Tanner or Tanner something? I don't remember a long haired guy on the Red Sox at all. I'm, I'm um, really trying to think, and I can't come up with it. Okay, let's go back to like uh, 2016. I want to say Tanner. I mean, Why knowing your memory, you're probably right. Um. Yeah. Um. No, it was Clay Buckholtz. That's who it was. Oh, Colin uh, met him. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Go, go, go. Get out. There it is, baby. Oh my god, he did 61 it. calling it live on the podcast, oh, baby. There it is. Oh, fucking man. A. Hell Meanwhile, yeah. I was fucking looking up Clay Buckhole. That's what you get. That's what you get. Oh, what a moment. Oh, podcasting yes. moment in my career. Oh my god, so fucking good. Wow. That 4K video is so good. Holy shit. Wow. In a typical rocket. Yep. Yep. Oh, um, you know, and I appreciate, let me say this really quickly, three and two count and the pitcher actually like challenged him. The pitcher yeah. didn't just give up and throw yeah. some shit pitch to walk him. So thank you, pitcher, for uh, not being a fucking coward like uh, 90% of these other guys that have been pitching to judge for the last week. Okay, oh, Stephen A. Smith. Shit. Cool your no, jets. no, uh-uh. I ain't going <laughs> to fucking cool my jets. No, do not tell me to cool my jets about this. <laughs> Oh my God! No, I hate this shit. And <laughs> better not tell me for a second that the intentional walk, for instance, is even remotely acceptable. It's not. It's a fucking crime against humanity. Now, it's one thing to do the unintentional intentional walk, where that where they just pitch around the guy, which and they've yeah, done a lot of. Which they've done a lot of, and you can't outlaw that. And so that's a stickier problem. Uh, but that's a great, great shot right there. Yeah, Roger Maris Jr. and uh, uh, judge's mom, mom. Just hugging. yeah that was nice man 61 that's fucking cool but yeah no uh-uh. i all of this this anti-competitive bullshit there's no other sport where like like joe paz friend of the podcast joe paz just wrote about this they're like any three of us could walk up on a major league pitcher's mound <laughs> yeah, right now yeah, yeah. and do an intentional walk or an unintentional intentional walk right there's no other sport where we can do that where like a couple random fucking schlubs like us can show up and just do whatever to uh, avoid uh, the other only, team's best player schlub. there's only one schlub on this show uh-huh just yeah, entitled okay. no, no, but no, in terms no, of no, character no 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 no. there is a there, there is a you think there's a there's an analogous situation hack a shack we could all no. hack a shack no we could not no yeah, we could no we could no. not shack. no no, you couldn't. Yeah, you could. Shaq is seven foot three hundred pounds. Yeah, I could you couldn't do anything to him. Yeah, and that would be like a mosquito to him. Yeah, but I could still. Have He's it. used to guys <laughs> who are like six ten you know, and three hundred pounds running into him. Ethan, Ethan, you know what it would be like? You know how Plax used to catch the football and then swipe away people when he was running. Yeah, remember that? That's, that's yes. what Shaq would do to all of us. He would all of us swipe us away and dunk. 
it could still be a called foul. Maybe. Right? We Maybe. Still, we but, could but still put see, him on the front here's free the throw difference. line. Here's the difference. Shaq would still score every single time. Yeah, but and if we fall him before he touches the ball. Then you're going to fall out. Exactly, but we could still put him on the free throw line. Yeah, right. So you got to the, you gotta get to the limit to do that. Like yeah, the, the, well, hack-a-shack, okay, the, th- the hack-a-shack was a, a final like two minute thing. But if the if the three of us are in a game, then we can get to the limit before all three of us fall out. Now, okay, so it's one thing to be pedantic about whether or not we could achieve this and cause a foul and cause Shaq to go to the foul line. And you might be right. It's possible that we could actually do it and get him to go to the foul line. I still feel like no. I feel like no referee would call it. But um, it's possible that it would. Put that aside for a second. Matt, are you saying that you support that as like a strategy in general, that that no. should be an acceptable? Okay, all right. He just, yeah. He's just poking us. It, well, it, it's working, it, God damn it. I'm supposed to be celebrating a great moment. In a long time. I know, we are supposed to be celebrating, yeah. And you know who his manager was for this home run? Anthony Rizzo. Anthony Rizzo. Wait, is that right? Yeah. I didn't know this was happening tonight. <laughs> he, is, he is. That's why. Uh, Where's Booney? Uh, what happened? He's he he's truly the manager. But no, but acting manager is is Rizzo. That's why Oswald, yeah. Oswaldo Peraza or whatever is. Uh, it's Oswaldo batting. Cabrera and Oswald Peraza. That's why Peraza is batting fourth tonight. Okay. So wait. So where's Booney then? I don't. I don't. He's in the. He's bench. on the bench. He's oh, he's there. there. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Brizzo's consulting with Boone. Like yeah. Blake just went out the last inning to uh, okay talk to, to Cole, but I think Nestor is the one who's like making the calls down to the bullpen and yeah everything. Similar, like uh, Paulie actually in the pregame told the story about Tori did that to him once. Yeah, like hey, you're managing tonight. Uh, that's the good news. The bad news is you can't use Mariana, you can't use Tino, you can't use Gina <laughs> after the day after they clinched. You know. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, Okay. Oh, that. Okay. So same, same thing here. Yeah, yeah. The day after the clinch. Okay. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. Do you guys know it's like almost two weeks until they play a playoff game? Mm-hmm. Is that right? They get a bye in the first round. Oh yeah, that's right. And, oh, like uh, two weeks from the end of the season until. Is that what you're saying? No, like two weeks from now. Oh. As, as we two established last week, the season's an extra week long. Yeah, so right. the, a week from today, the, the regular season will be over. I guess that is crazy. Yeah, because so the regular season's not ending until like October fourth or whatever uh, fifth fifth yep and then the yanks won't play in the playoffs until like the 10th or 12th or some shit this is going to be a late yeah. this is going to be a late postseason mm-hmm. gonna be cold games in the bronx yeah i wonder well, if that, we're gonna get see, a mr november that uh, situation. Part, that no that part i'm pretty sure they did not extend because they don't want to go into election season they don't want to go into more football you know, things it's part like of the that. reason why the first the wild card playoffs are only at the higher seeded team so like, all three games are at the higher seeded team. Yeah, like that could change in the future. Just like yeah. the but first year, year of the yeah. division series, the first two games were played at Yankee Stadium, even though they were the wild card team. And then they played the final three at Seattle. Whereas, like, we now know that the the five game format is a two two one. Um, you know, so right, right, okay. <clears throat> but you know what we should do, Matt is we should get your buddy Matt on the podcast to talk about a little Cleveland Guardians. And how they fucking yeah. won the division. Yeah. yeah, won the division. They'll be playing next week in the playoffs in the wild. Yeah. yeah. And what I'm, was... Uh, sorry, Matt. I've been Matt, getting a healthy dose from all my Cleveland friends on Instagram about uh, their their playoff odds were, depending on who you talk to, either 0% or... Or like 7.5 7 or something. Half is the highest that anyone gave them. And again, yeah. it's kind of odd because it feels like every year is like that. Uh, every year, no one gives... Um, the Indians or the Guardians, excuse me, any any credence, and I feel like I think last year, and he was out for half the year, but last year was Tito's technically his first losing season ever. Yeah, he was out for a good yeah, chunk. but it, it, oh, it, right. it got credited to him. So like, don't ever underestimate them. Oh, sorry, Bo Bichette. Actually, See, speaking up really quickly, I just want to say this so that we remember. Speaking of Bo Bichette. Two things from last night's game that oh I want to talk God. about. One with Bo and one with Vladdy Jr. I want to talk back about that after back. this. Okay. Back yeah, to back to back. back. Yeah, I want to talk about that after. Sorry, continue. Okay, Matt. that's fine. Well, all I was <clears> going to say is um, I forgot. Uh, Cleveland. Well, all I want to say oh, about 
so about Cleveland, the Central. Cleveland's amazing right now. They're terrible. Okay, the, the Central yeah, is the, terrible. The, the Central's yeah. garbage. But people were um, expecting the White Sox to be good. I mean, most people were expecting them to be like a 95-win team. Not you. I wasn't. Not you, but I think I most people. I was also the one who said the Yankees were going to win the division. You said the Blue Jays were. But... I know. I remember this. I remember this. I'm so, just saying that most people, like at least most like baseball writers and shit, people were expecting the White Sox to like run away with that division. Well, I have well, to say I'm pleased with how shitty they've been because I hope LaRusse is gone. But so Take a look at Spot Rack or Sport Track or whatever, however you pronounce it. Like, that makes the Indians Guardians. argument even more compelling guardians excuse me keep con- i keep, don't think it does keep to me it does because 33 percent of their payroll is to jose ramirez everyone else they've got two veterans on the whole on the whole damn on the whole damn roster it's pretty to impressive me, to me pretty impressive. that's very impressive you've got a bunch of nobodies they're they're very good at building a team i think uh, it- i think i think they are as good as the rays are but they don't get the credit the rays do uh i would never say the rays are good <laughs> well you just okay. hate the rays okay, too much you're, you're blind you're blinded by your hatred okay carson charles yeah <clears throat> yeah fuck you bitch <laughs> i think okay, today but the or yankees yesterday game was the was anniversary bonus. of that yeah. yeah the yankees game was bonus that was the big that was the best part of that whole story yeah yeah um all right Wait, hold on. Should I? I want to talk about the things from last yes, night. You talk about those, and then I have like a minute of things to get through, and then we have to talk about the worst losses. Oh, right. That's right. I forgot about that. So okay. Start thinking about what the worst loss is. Yeah, yeah. And, and we'll I mean, I already, I already know. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I'm going to try not to go too long here. But so, okay. So there were two plays last night in the Yankee Blue, uh, Yankees Blue Jays game. You guys already, I'm sure, know about Colin. You watched it. Matt, you, I'm sure you know. I want to talk really quickly about them both because I have strong, strong opinions, strong feelings on these things. So the first play <clears throat> is um, Bo Bichette. He, uh, what's he, he hits like into the gap or whatever. Yeah. He gets a double, right? So he's on second. He dives into second base and he's kind of on second and IKF is sort of there and kind of keeping the glove on him and Bo Bichette, like he had a kind of, so here's what bothered me is like, no, no. First off, IKF was like maybe five feet away when he first caught the ball. Right. So he had to walk over. Yeah. I don't think he put the glove on him until he actually put the glove on him. Right. I don't think it was like one of those things where he just. Yeah, that's right. He wasn't just sitting there holding it. You're right. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, but here's my problem. Bichette had like finished his slide. He had dove, he had dove, dived, whatever the correct wor- uh, version is. Whoa. Oh, whoa. Holy shit. Almost caught Bader right in the fucking face. Jesus. Um,. <clears throat> So he dives, and he dives past the base, but his foot is still on the bag, right? And then at some point, his foot happens to come off the bag, but he's still in the same general area. IKF runs over, and technically, Bichette's foot was off the bag. IKF tags him, and he's out. Now, I have a problem with this rule. I think it's fucking stupid. If the if the player is there, and if for all intents and purposes, the play is over... And the person is basically like they they slid across the bag and their foot is just like hovering on on top of the bag, hovering right above it. Like just let it fucking go. Like so, so this wasn't hovering above it. It was it was two it was, inches it was, off it was on, on, the, the back on the first end. base side. Yeah, right. Yeah. I still, but his whole entire body, the rest of his body, was across the base. Like, like I think I think it's a stupid rule. Yeah, I mean, but, I can I can see your point to like. How long until play is actually dead? Yeah, that's you part know, of it. Mm-hmm. With like without without having to like put your hands up and ask. I was to say counterpoint time. is yeah, he should have asked time. Yeah. Oh, he absolutely should. Yeah, that would have been the easiest thing. He should have just done that immediately. But I still think it's a dumb. I still think no, it's a dumb rule. No, you're right. If it had you, happened to the Yankees, we would have been like furious. You, you, I mean, you're right in the fact that he <clears throat> was safe at second. Yeah. He, yeah, he got he, the double. He achieved the base. Yeah. yeah. And it was like a couple seconds, wasn't it? Yeah, there was but, like a, I mean, there was some, there was like yeah. a good leeway in terms of time. Like, but then, I mean, I mean if you're go by that logic, over. then then throw out every time the hidden ball trick has ever worked ever. Like, well, right, and that's what I'm kind of saying is like get, uh, kind of get. Well, the hidden ball trick. It's one thing if it's like to the next to the next pitch, and 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 the the shortstop held onto the ball and the guy's taking their lead. That's different if you're like taking your lead. But in something like this. Where you slide, you run your whole body across the base, and like a good chunk of your body is still like in the immediate vicinity of the base. 
I just, I, this, this whole, and you guys know me, I'm the king of pedantry, okay? But even for me, this is like too pedantic. Like the, like if the person's, if the person's foot comes off the bag, even an inch, like you can get them. I don't know. I think that's fucking dumb. Um, real quick, the Vladdy Jr. thing. So this is literally, as Colin said, back to back. This is literally the next at bat. It was crazy. Now, uh, Vladdy smokes one and it's off the left field wall. And he gets thrown out going for a double by a fucking mile, by the way. It wasn't yeah, even was close. Like 20 <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> and and uh, and so they show the replay, and, and Michael Kay, I believe, called it. And he was like, yeah, he must not have been running out of the box. Like, that was really bad. And sure enough, Vladdy was busy watching it, and he was, he was like, not that moving at all. Oh, yeah, no, they showed the replay. He was, like, he was jogging, like, at, like, fucking 40 or 50% right now that you know because we've talked a lot about hustle on this show right yeah exactly we've talked a lot about hustle here and you guys know how i feel i think it's totally fine to to for these guys to be at like 90 percent on routine outs and stuff and to not run like their life is about to end on every single play on a play like this though i mean inexcusable inexcusable what he pulled the game was still i don't know i mean ethan vladdy played 162 games a year and you know he doesn't want to he doesn't uh-huh. want to, you know, run it's himself a, ragged every yeah. time. Okay, but you know, knows, you just he said. He knows his body. He knows uh-huh. his body, and he knows that, you know, he may as, really do that. As you just said, he was styling it. He was pimping it. This was not him being conservative to save his body. He was pimping it. He thought it was out, and then he got thrown out by a million fucking miles. It was inexcusable. I mean, my God. If that if that was one of the Yankees, I would have been so pissed. And I'm sure some of them do it, and... Uh, and maybe they're lucky because it actually goes over the fence, right? If this had gone over the fence, Vladdy's fine. But, like, man, if you're going to do that going down the first baseline, you need to be so fucking certain that it's gone. You, it can't hit the can base of the wall. That. It's that you can only do that on a 400-foot shot, not on yeah. a 330-foot yeah. you know, yeah. shot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, you hit it 400 feet, cool. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so that was insane. I couldn't believe that. Now, yeah. now what I think was, was missed, though, the the snippet of the of the soundbite that was posted was just that oh I'm, you know that's unacceptable or whatever but the full quote i mean the manager said like he, he still defended vladdy he said hey he's young he's great he's going to learn he's not going to do it again but that's unacceptable like you know there was more context there i, I kind of got a little upset at the quote that was put on the headline oh okay um, you know but he did he did he did call him out to the media and say like hey we're going to talk cuz that can't happen yeah, I didn't. I didn't see the full quote from the manager. Yeah. That's that's fair quote, for the a full manager. Quote is yeah, better. Yeah, because again, he says, "Hey, he's never going to do this again." You know, this is. Yeah, you know, and he's and young, he is he's young. Great, he'll learn. He is young, but yeah, still, I just I couldn't believe that. I I don't know. I I was kind of shocked by that. Um, cause like he knows. I mean, the dude is such a good fucking hitter. He knows when he hits one four hundred and fifty feet. Like he must have known that this one was not one of those. But I don't know. Maybe not. Any case, Kyle, what do you got? You got a minute, a minute of stuff, and then the yeah, so worst me, loss thing. Me, yeah, let me go through some housekeeping. You guys think about <clears throat> your worst losses in sports. Uh, I forgot to mention this last week, but um, I was in Scranton the week before, and I got some feedback from cousin Kristen, actually, ah, who, who said that uh, she loved the episode where Ethan had the realization. Uh, I think it was when cousin Greg was on again and you were talking about how, you know, you say fuck every once in a while and like, should, should you say it, it you know, on, on the podcast and, and whatever. And she was like, it was just hilarious. Like your recognition of it. And then you just go off with like a bunch of F bombs right after it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So had to, had to share that feedback. Uh, nice. Um, real quick, who loses first Penn state or Syracuse? Syracuse. I'm gonna say Penn State. Who's Penn State win this or play this weekend? Northwestern. They're a twenty-six okay, yeah. and a half point favorite right now. Sy- Syracuse loses first. Syracuse I'm loses. I'm doing it just to just to be somebody that chooses the other one. That's yeah. all. Syracuse beats Wagner and then they lose to whoever they're playing next when their when their actual schedule starts. Okay. Okay. Well, I but hope they got NC State, State Pitt, week. Wake, Clemson, Miami, and Miami's Boston terrible. College. Like I I can I can really see them finishing six and five. Because they, you know, they lost five straight and were five and five and scraped out a win against Boston College. Like everyone's saying, oh, warm weather bowls. They're going to play in the military bowl in San Diego. No, they're not. They're not going to play Oregon in San Diego. They're going to play in the fucking insight.com bowl in fucking, you know, Santa Claus, Indiana. Or the pinstripe bowl. Yeah. 
Santa Claus, wow. by the way, is a real place. Um, is it? Okay. Yeah. Matt, when did you get so pessimistic uh, about uh, about the Qs? Oh, I always have been. Oh, okay. All right. He's wow. not that fan. I just was yeah. poking Colin. Yeah, I was, I, I'm a fan when I can poke Colin about it. <laughs> yeah. Fair or, enough. Didn't, didn't you like him when we were in high school, though? I mean, I know I followed more when we were in high yeah, school. Yeah, I mean, but... I, 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 but I still was a bigger basketball fan than I was football. Yeah, same, same. Okay. Anyways, uh, Kyle, what's next? Uh, a happy birthday is in order for a Mr. Matt Root. Yes. And when Woo. you listen to this tomorrow, he'll be an old fuck. He'll be uh, 33 years old. That's right. Dirt, whatever you want to say. Happy birthday, Matt. Happy Thank birthday, you, Matt. I appreciate it. I believe last year I got a song. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you did. That's right. I forgot okay. about that. Yeah. I should uh, uh, <laughs> okay. should play it on a different instrument every year. Oh, that would be that would be great. I want banjo this year. It was guitar last year. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, Ooh, actually, actually, fun. banjo would be fine. Yeah, that'd be easy. Actually, yeah. Um, yes. All, All right, right, sweet. Um, we have an ad read real quick. Uh, if you would like to participate in an October challenge with Sweat with Stods, I saw that today. Check it out. I saw this too. It was pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. cool what she's doing. Yeah, she's got a nice little group so far. Like uh, I think fourteen or fifteen people. Nice uh, total signed up. I don't know if I was supposed to say the total number, but I did. And uh, edit that so, in post. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you you know it's a legitimate thing. You're going to be uh, going up against people. It's not a hard challenge, but for more details, check out Sweat with Stods on Instagram, and um, you might learn something. And we're not going to get to it today, um, but at some point we have to talk about Brett Favre. Oh Ooh, yeah. yeah, oh yeah, and <laughs> um, fuck that guy. <laughs> uh, when when Matt, when you were talking about the uh, the color uh, thing with North Texas, uh, since we're doing worse losses in sports this week, next week we can talk about some of our most useless facts that we know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Sweet. Any category. It doesn't have to be sports. But this one's going to be worst losses in sports history. Okay. Or in our sports history. Yeah, personally. Personal, right? It's a personal thing. And we're going to go with the number one thing. We're all going to get some time to give a little monologue about it. Tell us why it's the worst loss. Who wants to go first? Um, I can go first uh, just because mine's not exciting. And it's a little bit probably too easy. But like... I mean, it's, it's, to me, it's just an easy choice. So like set the scene, uh, obviously uh, I'm a bigger baseball fan than any other sport by a long shot and a bigger Yankee fan than anything else. And, uh, the, the three of us have been spoiled. We've been very lucky in our lifetime. Uh, the Yankees have been incredibly good, um, and, and have won, uh, what, five, five championships in the last, uh, um, what, 20, 25 25 ish, 26 years. Um, so yeah, we're very, very lucky. <clears throat> so this is not to say, you know, because I'm spoiled or anything, but just because if you want to talk about heartbreaking losses, uh, I mean, walk offs in game seven of the World Series are as heartbreaking as it gets, uh, especially when it's Mariana, you know, off of Mariana Rivera, who, who was, you know, the greatest closer of all time, the greatest postseason reliever of all time. Um, but of course, not invincible because nobody is. So, so obviously, you guys know I'm referring to Game Seven of the 2001 World Series against the Diamondbacks. And not only is it heartbreaking um, because you know just a walk off in Game Seven of the World Series, it also sucks because it was Luis Gonzalez, and he's annoying because he randomly hit 57 home runs that year, which is insane. Uh, and we know he must have just been so fucking juiced. Um, but what's even more annoying is. It was a great Mariano Rivera cutter. It was a great pitch. It was in on the hands to the lefty, which is what he what he did for twenty years. He, one pitch, and he was and he was the best. And Gonzalez got just a little piece of it, teeny teeny little fucking blooper to the outside of the infield, to the end, just like to the edges of the infield. And what well, were the bases loaded? Yeah. Is that right? Because the infield was playing in. Because yeah. the infield was playing in. Otherwise, well. Jeter famously had horrible range and is the worst defensive player in Major League history. So Jeter might not have gotten to it even if he wasn't playing in. But it's possible he would have gotten to it if, he, think, if the I infield he hadn't been it. in. You think so? Where, where it was hit, like if he was playing normal shortstop, I think it would have been an easy catch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they, were, and... they, were, they were guarding against the broken bat hit. 
in the sense that if it was a little dink or a little dribbler, right. They couldn't, I think there was one out. One out. Okay. Yeah. But uh, saying we can't turn two. right. Let's cut the runner down. We can't turn two up the middle, but we can at least cut the runner down at home. Maybe get him at first. Yeah. Yeah. Because they did, they got the out at third. Yeah. There's the, the famous story where, uh, sorry, I'm, I'm cutting into your story. No, no, no. You're good. The, um, so Rivera throws the ball away, uh, to Jeter, um, in, into center field. So it's first and second, nobody out. And that was on a bunt. They bunt again and Rivera gets the out at third. And right before that, Tori, I guess had said, get the shore out, which obviously makes a lot of sense. Right. And to this day, people think that Scott Brocious took that a little too literally, because if you look at the replays, when Brocious has the ball, whoever had that second bunt, uh, I think it was the guy who scored the winning run. So it was Jay Bell. Um, he is like halfway down the line at first. And Brocious doesn't even make an attempt to throw to first to get the second out. And so Rivera, Rivera specifically is, is kind of to this day, like, I don't know why <laughs> he didn't try to get the second out. Obviously would have changed the complexion of. of yeah, of course. Yeah. I don't remember like that. that. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, <clears throat> sorry. Yeah, no, no, that's good. I, I did not remember that at all. That's it. Yeah, and that's so that, a really that was interesting the one out, point. Though, so that, yeah, that, that was the point of telling that story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's, that's it for me because yeah, I mean, you just doesn't, it doesn't get any more heartbreaking than that, I think. But, uh, I mean, there have been others too, of course, in, in my sports life, but, but that one is in 2003 to the Marlins, you know, but, but, but that wasn't a game seven walk off. In 2004. Yeah, actually, that's a good point. Um, yeah, the only time in history, right? Uh, uh, being up 3-0 and then losing a best-of-seven series. Uh, are all years baseball ones? I mean, those are the two. Those are the top two, for sure. Uh, um, you know, the Giants, I can't pick one specific loss, but I do remember, wasn't it the year after, like, the 2012 Super Bowl? Didn't the Giants start, like, 11-1 and or something like that, and then Plax, like, shot himself first, or whatever? First Super Bowl. Oh, that was after the first Super Bowl. So that was like, oh wait. Yeah. So I mean, I can't, I can't pick a specific loss there, but, but the 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 collapse after that, that was, uh, I mean, that sucked. But yeah, no, I mean the the o four o four ALCS and then and then the two thousand and one World Series. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I would say, uh, fun fact: Tino Martinez and Luis Gonzalez went to the same high school. Oh wow played together in tampa funny uh and i don't know if it's like a baseball thing because there are so many games i don't know if it's a spoiled thing because the yankees have won so many times um but it's just it for me personally it doesn't hurt as much of course, it's it's painful to watch, especially Game Seven of that 2001 World Series, and especially knowing it was 9/11 and you know the, yeah. the dynasty was effectively over at that point. Um, but I don't even think it sniffs for me, <laughs> like compared to, compared to what I feel like is is the worst loss in my life. Uh huh. Are you are you are oh, Matt's going next? Okay. Yeah. I'm going next. Oh man, I've got a bunch. <laughs> um spoken yeah, like a spoken like a real clevelander you can tell us your, your runners up leading up to it too well okay we got, runners we got up, some ethan's additional ones yeah runners up um any nsc championship game with the packers <laughs> right yes. i mean uh, i mean how many times have we gotten there where it's like they're unstoppable and then like whether it's shitting the bed like they did Maybe it wasn't the championship game. Or them running into Eli Manning, two-time well, Super Bowl yeah, MVP yeah, Eli Manning. You know, Chad play, Powers. You know, they, they Chad play, Powers. They play uh, a mediocre quarterback that gets lucky. They, <laughs> they have a, a special teams gaffe where the guy goes after the, the onside kick instead of blocking, doing his response. You know, so many different stuff where things where it's not even in Rodgers' hands, like, and they fucking – blow yeah. it mm-hmm. um colin uh this might be one of yours I'm, I'm thinking uh 2005 jv baseball against auburn um you know that could be a that could be a heartbreaking <laughs> loss right there um 
you know, uh, also in the runner up um, 2006 playoff game against RFA in football. It was, uh, man, that was probably that I, I cried on the football field that night. That sucks. That was when I stopped playing football. Um, yeah. And uh, I still, I still point to, and I know we should have tackled him, but on a punt return, I was on that unit, or excuse me, on a punt, and the guy on Rome put his hand up and waved. So we all stopped running, thinking it was a fair catch. He then caught the ball and took off and ran for a touchdown. Um, and his excuse to the refs was that he was shielding his eyes. Wow. And they went night. for it? At night. That's fucking yes. bullshit, really? Never mind the fact that the punt was down the center of the field and the lights were on the side. Yeah. Um, I st- like, And from that point, we went from being up by a couple points to being down and we're just deflated the rest of the game. It was, it, that was like the main turning point. I still, I still point to that as a, wow, a premature end of my football career. Um, up. But you didn't play senior year? Senior that year, yeah, 2006. Oh, that was senior year. Yeah. Oh, oh, like winter 06 leading into 07. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I'll say my most heartbreaking, and this is odd coming, you know, Colin called it, but, um, the the twenty sixteen Indians like game seven like I, I I wrote them off I I went to bed I was walking upstairs and then Rajai Davis hit the home run and I like ran back downstairs in the house I was I was you know a, a tenant of with four other guys like oh they're still alive oh my god they're still alive um. That was pretty heartbreaking. I, and I wasn't really invested in the Cavs. It was nice they won. I was super happy for the city. But I would have loved to see the Indians win that year. Um, you know, that, that was the Andrew Miller trade. That was the yeah. Trevor Bauer cuts his finger open on a drone year. That was the, you know, uh, I mean, the Indians were good, but they, they didn't have any business being in the in the World Series, and they just kept winning. Um, so in at least recent memory, I'm, I'm – I'm sure there are more crushing losses that I could think of, but in recent memory, that one stunk. Um, did it know. did it sting more because the Yankees were non contenders that year? Yeah, but I mean, it stung more because because the Yankees were non contenders. I had thrown my hopes behind the Indians, right? Mm-hmm. right. And then you know, two months later, I moved from that city. I said, "Fuck it, I'm gone." <laughs> I'm going to Kentucky. Yeah, Ugh, still, still questionable decision making on my part. <laughs> mm. All right, should have talked about Kentucky basketball. Fuck them. So Collins has to be Penn State, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, and, and I was I, wondering. I I don't honestly i I don't know if there were. I mean, they could like get to a national championship game and lose, and in like heartbreaking fashion, and that would be awful, obviously. Um, but I think like the context of like my age, the the terrible football that had happened leading up to that season, uh, and uh, you know, just everything kind of building up to it. I don't, I don't know if. Uh, you know, there even the 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 losses that we had early in the 2012 season, like after the Sandusky scandal, like those hurt, but you know, not not in the same way. Uh, the losses with Saquon, where you know, like that Rose Bowl, they should have won. Um, they should have won the Ohio State game and the Michigan State game in 2017. They should have went to the the playoff both of those years, um, but they lost. Those were pretty hard. I mean, they lost both of those games by four points combined um, and everything. So pretty heartbreaking fashion, but at the end of the day, nothing hurt the way that that Michigan game hurt in 2005. Um, And I think it had something to do with it being Michigan too. And the fact that they had beat up on us uh, pretty good. And I think uh, what's his face from Onondaga was there. Mike Hart. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mike Hart. Hart. Holy shit. That's right. And so that annoyed me. Uh, you know, that uh you know people were michigan fans wait hold on real quick matt did you play against him at no that was different different classes uh, right because onondaga class, was so, so small right so yeah 
Um, Onondaga was like class D or some shit. And, yeah, they were class D. He was older than us a little bit. So I remember. Right. Cause so, oh, because he was already at Michigan in yeah, 05. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So I remember as a freshman, because um, I was in the JV team as a freshman, at the end of the season, we practiced with the varsity team and dressed with the varsity team. And one of the nights after our practice, Onondaga was practicing at Liverpool in preparation for a playoff game. And I remember it again, even though they were a class D, they were five, four classes below us as we're walking off the field and watching them warm up. And this, and that year, Liverpool was not that great. Um, I just remember the coaches saying like, you guys want no part of them. Like you, you don't want to be anywhere near them um, because they were a mean group of class D folks. I think they won the state title that year. So, yeah. Um, so that was Mike Hart. So, so he yeah. was like a senior when we were freshmen then. Mm-hmm. Okay. So anyway, sorry, Colin continue. Yeah, no. Um, I mean, like I said, the, you know, f- f- uh, four out of three out of four seasons or four out of five seasons before that they had had losing records for the first time in forever. Um, even the one year where they they won and Larry Johnson was a Heisman runner up, they still oh, choked. Yeah. Um, in in the biggest games of the season, they weren't really ever seriously contending. Um, but they had just come off a huge win against Ohio State. Um, and I mean, the fact I think I think it also has to do with the fact that there was those two seconds had it back onto the clock. There's still like very phantom seconds to this day um, that, you know, if you're a Michigan fan, you're probably like, yeah, it makes sense. And if you're mm-hmm. a Penn state fan, you're like, no, there, mm-hmm. there's no way that time should have been put back on. And it was that two seconds. There was a great defensive play, the play right before that would have been the end of the game <laughs> and Penn state would have won. And instead they get one more play and Mario Manningham, who, I've wanted to hate my entire life, <laughs> but I couldn't because then he made a tremendous catch for the Giants. Yeah. In the Super Bowl, you know, a few years later. Right. Um, makes the catch in the end zone. Chad Henney. Uh, to, oh, Chad to Henney. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and it was just, <clears throat> it, it just was so sickening. And it was like one of those games where it was like a back and forth, just like a classic football game. So you're up, you're down, you know, all the emotions are there. And, uh, yeah, that ended up being the only loss of the season. They finished number three. Um, you know, that was the year of Reggie Bush and Vince Young. Oh, yeah. I, I to this day, believe that I don't know that we would have beat either one of those teams, but I believe that we could have been there at the Rose Bowl in the national championship. Um, and there were uh, BCS projections, kind of like the early days of analytics and stuff that – the, B, the first BCS uh, standings were due out that week, and they had projected if Penn State had won that game that Penn State was going to be number one in the country, mm. um, which hasn't happened. Uh, they were preseason number one in 1999, I think is the last time. So not this century. Uh, wow. They've, they've never they've been number one, number not two. even for a week? No, they've gotten up to number two uh, as recently as – uh, 2018 or 2017, 2018, maybe, uh, even, uh, last year they got up to number four. Um, so they've been in the top five, you know, a bunch of times, like I said, they finished number three that year, but, and who knows if that, that projection would actually panned out and what the rest of the season, but that was a solid team. Um, that was back when college football was, was a little bit different where like those senior laden teams, you know, they, they they really uh dominated because they were bigger they were stronger faster you know and, right and everything whereas now um you know you have to you have to have a lot of freshmen and uh juco transfers and thing and even portal uh players uh really make an impact uh to stay competitive so um it's a different game but yeah i don't think anything's ever gonna hurt like that i think i was young enough for it to be really dramatic and um and uh and I think I've I've let myself come to the realization that like it's really difficult for eighteen to twenty two year olds to put it together every single week and like yeah expect perfection <laughs> absolutely. Um, but at the same time, I would love <clears throat> to see another national championship. And um, I I just really 
until it happens, I don't know if they could like get that far, get to a playoff game, get to national championship, like lose that game. And I don't know if it would hurt more. I say right now, no, but yeah, you know, who knows if, yeah. if it actually happened. Yeah. So it'll, as I keep joking with Toddy, it will happen this year. They will go to the national championship this year because I'm about to have a daughter at around new year's when I can't go <laughs> yeah. any other, any other year I'd be free to go. Yeah. Spend the money. Uh huh. Uh huh. I'm going to have a newborn. And, uh, so it will happen this year. They will go to the national championship. Come to Penn State. <laughs> oh my God. Jesus Christ. You got to do the face, Matt. It's really the face. Oh, Jesus. Got to get Christ. the glasses, the coat glasses. It's like half aneurysm, half stroke, half poop in your pants. I know, really. Oh my God. <laughs> Super oh, funny. Speaking of uh, Central New Yorkers, Tim LaCastro, he played at Auburn. Did you guys know that? Mm-hmm. Oh, you guys, I think I think you guys had told me that before and I had forgotten. Yeah, well, that's yeah. cool. And yeah, then our boy, played. our boy, Patrick Corbin. <laughs> yep. What, what did uh, Joe call that award? Losses. Yeah. Yeah, who all of a sudden for the last couple of years is like the worst play, the worst pitcher in history. Like what? I don't know what happened to him, but yeah. Anyways. Talk about bad contracts. That's a bad contract. Holy fuck. Yeah. I want, cause at this point he's our age, right? He's 32, like, or 33, whatever. How many, how many pitchers are able to like fix themselves at this age from what he has been doing? I don't know, man. Unless your name's yeah. Jamie Moyer. Or yeah, like, um, <laughs> but that was Jamie Moyer ever this bad? Or, like, or or Odalis Perez, yeah. right? Yeah, he pitched until he was in his forties because or Bartolo or uh, oh no, I'm thinking of he wasn't a pitcher. Uh, Julio Franco, he played until oh, he was like forty seven or something. Wonder, yeah, the ages wonder. Yeah, Judgey's coming up again. Um, but anyways, yeah, sorry, didn't mean to well, <clears throat> hijack. We'll we'll end it after after this at bat. But why why Judge is batting? Um, the one thing Corbin could have going for him is he started baseball pretty late like i think like when we were in ninth or tenth grade mm -hmm. oh okay <laughs> yeah so maybe he's, he's, a, a... he's got some arm life left yeah. yeah so he's got some arm length and i'm sure he his mechanics are better because he was like old enough to like start with good, good mechanics good mechanics yeah. yeah um and and everything and he's a lefty yeah and so to to Matt's point lefty. with jamie moyer like don't don't count them out <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. Gotta love yeah. those crafty lefties. Yeah, absolutely. Do we think Judge? Oh, so we can talk about Judge why why he's batting. Um, none of us were right, by the way, <laughs> in our Judge predictions. Um, damn, it's grounded out. Yeah. What? Well, uh, what was? Uh, oh, you guys are ahead of me. Damn it. Oh, were we predicting how many homers he'd be at today? Yeah. 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 What did I we think say? You both said like sixty three. Yeah. 64. Or I said red hot, like 67, 68. That's right, yeah. And I was feeling really good about it because even though he did not, when we were on the, the watch last week, he did not hit one. The next night was when he hit 60. And I was like, all right, here we go. Just keep yeah. it rolling. Yeah. <laughs> and then he didn't do it until tonight, Right. <laughs> the, the next one. So I still think he could probably get to 65. He's definitely going to get some rest days. Um, okay. Yeah. But more importantly, let's look. Um Xander Bogarts is 0 for 3 tonight. Okay. And then uh, what's his name? Arias for the yeah, Twins. Luis. What's Luis. Is 1 for 4. He's batting 312. Okay. Okay. All right. So, Judge, he was at 315, I think they just showed. Uh, 314 is what they were just up there. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Okay. And then he just grounded out. So, he might be he might be back at 314. He's at 313 now. Um, yep. Yeah, 313. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, cool. yeah. This time next week, the regular I mean, season will be winding and winding down, if not over. Yeah, right. Holy shit! Oh, that's so sad. God damn it. Yep. Yeah. So uh, enjoy the last week of baseball, Ethan. Time begrudgingly marches on. Yeah, I know it does. But it bums me out. Everything is going to be totally cool from now on. <laughs> you know what's you know what's crazy? I don't know if this happens for you guys, but like. So, I mean, the older I get, the faster I feel like everything goes, time and life and everything like that. And I think that's a relatively common feeling. But, like, in terms of baseball specifically, 
When spring comes around and baseball is getting started, I'm like so excited. Like I can feel it. I just like, there's like this rejuvenation like going through me. I just feel so good. I feel so happy, so excited when baseball comes back. And then it just seems like every year we get to the end of the season and I'm like, how did this happen? Like, where did the last six months go? Like, what the fuck is happening? Like, this sucks. I, I don't know. It just, it all, it, it's a long ass season. It's a marathon. And for whatever reason, it still seems like a fucking blink of an eye for me. Yeah. I don't know. Such as sucks. Life. Yeah. Well, happy birthday, Matt. Happy birthday, happy Matt. Number Thank 61. Yep. 61 called it live. This was a pretty momentous episode tonight. Yep. We nailed it. We nailed it. Yeah. Hey, Would you guys say second only to Joe Paz? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Pretty yeah. Much. yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I'm gonna give a shout out to cousin Greg. I got, I gotta, I gotta connect cousin Greg with also loyal listener of the podcast, Mama Root, because uh, <laughs> you know she made some comments last week about she's still trying to dial in her pizza dough. Oh. <laughs> Greg may be a great resource now. Ah, yes. Now yeah. those of you who have had the um, the light of trying Mama Root's cooking, you guys know that. Uh, anything she touches is magic um but you know to hear her still want to improve her pizza dough you know she's always honing her craft so, uh, i mean i'll Love tell you it. now I'm, I'm sitting on like a good couple months supply of like pickles and peppers that my parents you know pickled from the you know from the mm, garden yum, at home yum. <clears throat> uh, and i came home with a bunch of mom's cookies last uh, weekend when i went up you know it's uh mm. I mean, I don't know if, if this she could make a bad dish and it would still be the best thing I've tasted that day. So and 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 real quick, just speaking of what one of the things Matt just mentioned, I would just like to put a public a public call out there. Mama Root, I'm sure you're listening. Uh, I would like to officially request a batch of mint chocolate chip cookies. Ooh. Sent to me at my home in Maryland. Matt Matt will give you my address. Um and I will send you like a hundred dollars for like eight cookies, whatever well, so, you th- whatever you think is fair. You know who's actually the keeper of the mint chocolate chip? Oh, is, it's your dad, isn't it's it? Papa Root. Papa Root. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't. I don't know if he listens to the pod. Mama yeah. Root, pass this message on to Papa Root for well, me. We'll, we'll make sure it happens because what we did last year, Ethan, because they don't sell those chips anymore. Oh, you told me about this. But what we did last year is I hunted <clears> down. Some Icelandic mint chocolate. Icelandic mint chocolate. Not kidding you. It's yeah. from Iceland. Uh-huh. That's what we used for the melted base to make the minty cookies minty. And I think you guys said last year that it was you couldn't tell the difference. So I have I bought a stockpile of those Icelandic mint chocolate cookie or chocolate bars. Mm. so we can do the same this year so okay all right it may not happen till december we may make them uh, when my parents are down here for thanksgiving okay sweet some. don't worry i'll get some okay all right this is good this is <laughs> okay. great love it cookie talk to end the episode yeah perfect hell yeah all right boys we did it again we did it we are <laughs>